Hanson Houston. And a clever touch by Haley Hanson for her first goal of the season. Welcome to the Aristocrats Soccer Podcast, the elite soccer podcast, and all of soccer podcasting and podcasting in general. This is David Harris, and I'm here with my co-host, Jake Keegan. Jake, how are you? I'm great, Dave. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, yes, we had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we're just following up now on um, our most recent episodes we put out where we covered the career of Jake Keegan in depth, but now... We're moving back to the women's game with our special guest today, Haley Hanson from the Houston Dash. Haley, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's great to have you on, Haley. We love uh, delving into the women's game, and you're now our fourth women's player. So we're trying to rack up the numbers there. So uh, welcome again. And uh, just to start off, um, just the first question, obviously, we always go over the previous season. And 2020 has been crazy for everyone but crazy in very different ways. Some people weren't lucky enough to have seasons. Some obviously were like, like you and, and like me. Um, so just kind of give us a rundown. How is 2020 for you? We know you got a trophy, which is, which is pretty awesome. But other than that. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, we're still celebrating. So <laughs> I love to talk about it. Um, the championship this year was obviously really big for um, the club. But yeah, it didn't start off being so hopeful looking. Um, you know, we started the season hoping it would all go according to plan. And I was actually over in Australia um, at the time that we found out about COVID and um, it was starting to look like maybe we wouldn't have a season or um, God forbid I was gonna be stuck over in Melbourne for the whole year to like quarantine because of the virus. But um, yeah, thankfully that didn't happen. Wor and worst places in the world to be stuck, by the way. I know, the beautiful beaches and, <laughs> you know, all of that. Yeah, that would have been just dreadful. No, but um, yeah, so, I mean, getting back to Houston, obviously kind of a hot spot for um, everything it being so populated. And so that was definitely a concern right off the bat. Um and then this is just like a brief overview, but yeah, we go into um, quarantine and thankfully I had my roommate with me, um, Veronica Latsko. We were really, you know, trying to make the most out of like training. We had to train at like a golf course one time because all the parks are shut down and, you know, we're just doing whatever we can. And then um, the amazing Lisa Baird gets, um, on a call with us and she is like, hey, this is what we're doing. Like we have to make this work and we're gonna go with the bubble. And at first it was maybe a little bit of a letdown because, you know, of course we wanna have a normal season and we wanna, um, yeah, have some sense of that normalcy, but the bubble obviously was a huge success. Um, it was a bummer not to have all nine teams in the tournament, but, um, you know, we, we had no positive tests and obviously our team overcame a lot during that time and um, got ourselves a trophy. So it was, it was awesome for us. Um, but yeah, so I just love to talk about it still. <laughs> There's so much that went on, but that was just a brief overview. <laughs> what, what were some of the like moments that really stand out? I mean, please feel free to go in depth, you know, more about uh, your experiences this season. I mean, winning championship despite all the circumstances, it's still a major accomplishment. You know, it's why uh, you guys play the game to win and to win things, mm -hmm. you know, especially professional level. So, you know, and it's the first for the Houston uh, Dash. So talk, you know, if you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I think that probably what stands out the most for me personally is just like that time in the bubble was so it was so hard mentally um, and, and you wouldn't really think so. It's like, okay, you're hanging out with your team. Um, you know, you have a lot of downtime and like, it's not like they're hammering you every day with practices and games and all that. But I think just, um, yeah, that mental battle for me and for all the players and coaches, I think that's something that we definitely um, struggled with at times, but it also brought our team so much closer 
and that's something that in the past um, has kind of been missing with with our team um, just having that collective culture um, and taking that onto the field and I think that obviously especially towards the end of our tournament that really showed um, and we had one instance I believe it was before the semifinal and I mean our fans in Houston are amazing and we got a letter from um, a woman who had been following us in the tournament and she was a patient um, a cancer patient um, located in Houston and she said sent it to coach James and she said your team inspires me and and that was like our pre-game talk um, and it was it was really special for all of us and really emotional and I just think again going back to um, just all that we had to overcome but then putting it in perspective of like you know this is just a game that we get to play and we're so lucky that this is our job and that we can somehow inspire people who are really the ones who are inspiring um, that that was really emotional for us and I think that really was one thing that carried us um, all the way through the final so that was really cool. That's, that's awesome. I, I remember kind of during the quarantine, what was obviously being talked about is the virus and, and protecting people from that. But so much that was being talked about is how sport can lift people up or inspire or whatever the case may be. So it, it's great that the Houston Dash inspired someone that really needed some inspiration at, at that time. Um, what were the celebrations like? I mean, because you were in the bubble for how long? How long after the tournament were you in the bubble? Still after, after the tournament, we, we left the next day, um, but the, the game was in the afternoon. And so after we won, I think it was like one o'clock and it was just like go time. Like, well, and it was, it was actually funny um, as we were walking out to the pitch for the final, they had the celebration room all set up with like all the Budweiser and the the plastic sheets and we were like like trying not to get too excited but we're like we want that so bad and then when we got to you know celebrate in there and um do that whole thing we probably stayed for like a couple hours <laughs> like just music blasting and you know champagne and beer flying everywhere it, it was so fun yeah it was it was really a cool moment and we had I believe it was one of the owners was at the game and he got to come into the room. And so it, it was a lot of fun. And we, yeah, we weren't really um, thinking about uh, COVID at that time, but like, it was fine. We were all safe. It was good. Um, and then we went back to the hotel and Lisa Baird graciously sent us over um, some more party favors and um, all that good stuff. So yeah, Budweiser got a lot of, um, you know, promoting after that <laughs> fine but yeah we I mean we just it was like a weight lifted and again just it made it so much sweeter knowing that yeah it was like our first club um win and or we consider it like a like a playoff win um and then yeah just all that we had gone through to get to that point is like we weren't gonna take anything but um a championship so it was it was so great. <laughs> What's the feedback been like from from Houston from the community? You know, like it, I mean, obviously it's not like going to ponds where you guys could like really celebrate with other the city, but uh, have have there you had an opportunity to celebrate anyway, or has that been kind of you know put aside because of the pandemic? Yeah, no, we actually um, got to have a parade so oh, nice. it was at our stadium and it was it was like people could drive through and we had our like big platform that we stood on with our masks obviously so it was like a social distanced celebration thing um so all the fans got to drive through and I mean we had some crazy things like they had signs and like one guy had like a big orange like explosion thing <laughs> like it was it was wild so um and we actually it was sad but we had to send some people away because it was like a two-hour um time span where they could drive through and like we didn't have enough time for everyone so that was 
I mean, sad because we would have stayed for everyone, but it was, it was pretty cool. So we did get to like celebrate somewhat with our community. Um, but I mean, the hype is still so high. And then I guess after um, the tournament, it was like, okay, now we have the fall series. So like we have to, you know, perform for that and make sure, you know, cause there was some talk like, oh, it's just a fluke, like the dash you know, made a good seven game run, but like, can they sustain that? And um, so I think after we had a successful fall series, um, the community is really, really excited and still kind of celebrating in a way. <laughs> that, that was one thing that, um, sorry, Dave. Um, that was one thing when we talked to, who was it? Kaylee or Ashley? One of them was after the, the Challenge Cup, they went over to Japan to try to get on a team there and uh -huh. she, she didn't come back for the fall series until the end so I guess my question is like was the fall series taken as seriously by teams and by players as the challenge cup or how was it kind of viewed um, as a whole for the league yeah I think for us I mean we took it very seriously because again it was a chance for us to um, prove that you know this is this new dash is like here to stay essentially. Um, and we got to play Orlando and North Carolina. And those are two teams that we didn't play in the tournament. So it was exciting for us to be able to go up against them. Um, and, and, you know, I think I, it, it's hard to say, I think, again, all I can speak on is how our team approached it. Um, and it was a very, um, season-like approach so so very serious um but I do know that um you have to respect that certain players need different things and so if they needed more games or you know felt that that was what's best for them in their career um you know I, I can't say anything about that I completely respect that so yeah it, it was just um obviously a, a tough year all around and so um yeah, I, I can totally understand why you would want a longer, more extended season. So, yeah. <laughs> the, it, it, it was a short number of games this year, but like, do you feel that you individually were able to get, you know, did you feel like you took a step forward with your own, uh, you know, how you played the season? You know, maybe going back to when, you know, you played before for the national team or mm -hmm. just like a really good, another really good season for yourself or you know, what, what were your thoughts personally on the season? Yeah, um, I think personally, I, I do consider this season a success. Um, I think so. So originally when, when we started the season, I was expecting to play in the midfield. Um, and then as the tournament went on, um, it kind of was a situation where our team needed someone to play right back. Um, and especially in the final games, um, just having a really solid back line. And so um, James was like, you know, we're, we're going to have you play right back again. And, and I was excited. And I think that after uh, the challenge cup and the fall series and, and being successful, not only as a, as a team, but um, just growing in that right back position, I would consider that a success um, because I feel like I can hopefully expect to play there next season um, and and continue to grow in that position instead of kind of have being in two minds of like, okay, well, I have to be ready to go back in the midfield, but, but I'm playing here right now. So trying to, um, yeah, maybe specialize a little bit more in, in the fullback position um, is, is exciting for me. So I would consider that a success. Yeah, I mean, as a player, I can empathize with yeah. going back and forth with positions. It's it's very difficult, but it's something that is very valuable. So it's, yeah, it's great definitely. that you're able – hopefully you can specialize a little bit more as a right back, but at the same time, if you have to go back in the field, any coach will see that as an asset. Um, but do you think going forward, if you do play more as a right back, do you think that gives a better you a better chance to break back in with the national team? Definitely. Um, I mean, obviously, we – we're the best team in the world. We're the most competitive and deepest team in the world. And so it's, it's hard to break through in any position. Um, but I think that I have 
a lot of qualities to be able to hopefully break through in the right back position. And um, again, just trying to fine tune um, certain things about my game that maybe weren't utilized in the sixth position because um, obviously they're very different. Um, so, so yeah, I think that hopefully if I'm able to continue to grow in that position that I could get some looks and um, hopefully one day get another call up because that is obviously the goal always. So yeah, that's, that's my hope at least. One of the things you mentioned, and I, I, I just looked at a couple of interviews you've done before, um, as well as that it seems like you and, and Veronica have a really good bond. And, you know, you mentioned now that you guys are roommates and, you know, yeah. this year and you've been in the past. So can you just talk a little bit about having um, how having a roommate like that, that the person you can bond with, you know, that you, wherever you're going, like you have somebody you know, close with you that like, it must have helped a lot this year, you know, and it's probably, yeah. you guys probably have a lot of fun stories. And, oh, you know, yeah. It, just, it helps ease things when you get on the field, too. You know, you Definitely. No, I mean, she, she's sitting across from me right now. I don't know why she's oh. here. But she can, she can I'll, come I'll on, brag she can about come her. On camera. She can jump in if she wants. Yeah, yeah she'll come on camera. Here, let's, let's turn it around. She, she Hi, Veronica. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, yeah, but no. I didn't know she was the roommate there, but I just figured you well, mentioned okay. not with the team, you know. So okay. I didn't say anything bad about her, so it's fine. Um, no, I mean we've been roommates for the last three years, and we went through a lot our first year. Um, just rookie season, it's tough, and and being on a new team and and having new teammates and not having the best season. Um, it's all just was a really hard year, and so. Yeah, having her just always by my side, like she's my best friend. And we we have a lot of similar qualities, I would say, um, especially on the field. We're both very hardworking um, and we have kind of the same outlook on the game. And so it's really nice, especially this year when we get to go train together, probably overtrained a little bit because <laughs> we're crazy and, you know, sometimes we get bored. But yeah, I mean, she... She's just always there, even when, <laughs> even when we annoy each other and stuff. But yeah, we're we're best friends, and we're both dog moms now. So that's been fun this year. <laughs> she got a dog. Um. So yeah, our children are friends, and we're friends, and it's all good. <laughs> what was who's in charge of the Netflix? So who takes, who takes control? So Veronica her family owns the Netflix account, but <laughs> okay. We, we both just agree on new girl. Like we never, we just watch it over and over and over and over and over again. I've probably seen new girl like 10 times. Um, uh, but actually I would probably say Veronica is like, we're watching this, but then when she picks something, she'll go away. And then I'll just be sitting there watching it by myself. And I'm like, I didn't even want to watch this in the first place. So yeah, that's my final answer. My my girlfriend is also a big New Girl fan. So I also am so and, good. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a New so Girl watcher good. as well. <laughs> Do you like it or no? I I think it's funny. I She's watched like everything in order. Uh, mm -hmm. I do not sit through it and watch it in order. I, if she's watching it, I'll watch it, that kind of thing. But it's, it's yeah. very, it's very funny. Yeah. I think her favorite is Schmidt, if I remember correctly. Schmidt um, is <laughs> classic, yeah. Can you talk a little bit also too about like, I, I read, I think it was an interview you guys did with, with Sophia when she was in Houston. And, 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 you know, you guys were talking about like healthy lifestyle and the healthy, you know, and you know how you eat like kind of you know so you know really well and so like it must be really easy for both of you like I'm thinking like you know you both are kind of in sync with a lot of things that you're doing to try to stay fit and ready for the, you know, the field like for the games and um just talk a little bit about how that helps and like it just cohesion you know just really seems to work off the field and then help on the field too I guess yeah um you want me to talk about like healthy lifestyle you healthy know. lifestyle you know, yeah like i mean keeps you you know helps both of you probably like training together a lot you know yeah fit, you know uh-huh so we're we're really competitive 
um, with each other, like about everything, even though <laughs> like it, I hate that I am, but like we're very competitive. And so is during this off season time right now, like we'll go train with the ball out on the field and then we'll come back and like go for runs because we're crazy or like do some sprint work or something. And neither of us can ever go on runs together because we would like probably run ourselves into the ground because one of us would always have to like kind of inch beyond the other person. Um, But yeah, so I mean, she always pushes me in that sense or like even when we go our separate ways and come back, she'll be like, what did you do? And I'll be like, what did you do? And it's just stupid, but it's fun competition. Um, And then yeah, we're both, we eat very healthy. Um, I wouldn't say we're competitive in that sense. Like that would be a little <laughs> problematic, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice. We will splurge sometimes like the other day she brought home donuts and I was like, I hate you. But um, for the most part, we can, you know, have fun with like different recipes and stuff like that. We don't cook for each other, but I'll like bounce ideas off of her and it's, it's nice. Um, and we also, like I said, we both have dogs, so we go on way too many walks with them. They're very spoiled. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just nice. She keeps me accountable, and I don't think that I could live with someone who like didn't share my lifestyle. Um, yeah. It would it would just be really hard. And I, and I think, um, yeah, just again, I'm so lucky to have a great teammate and friend and. She's like over there, feels is, really good is, about herself right now. Is, is this a tribute to Veronica? Is that actually I not even about? Oh, so, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, when did this kind of healthy lifestyle gym work? I know you were looking look in, looking into your background. You were a Nebraska women's soccer lifter of the year. So congratulations! Oh my gosh. That's, that's Thank a big you, accomplishment. Really? But, but did this kind of, did you start with this when you were 13? Did it, was it high school? When did you kind of start kind of really being aware of your diet, how you were training? Yeah. I have a really good story about this. Um, so <laughs> speaking of Nebraska, when I, when I got there my freshman year, um, I mean, and, I, and I've always been super into not only my soccer, but just sports in general. So I played basketball in high school and, you know, I was always, doing something year round um, competitively, but definitely specialized in soccer um, my last few years of high school. But when I got to Nebraska, um, they're teaching you a lot about, yeah, your nutrition and um, lifting is kind of new. You don't really do a ton of lifting in high school. Um, But the problem was my first year is I took things way too literally. And so it was like, eat breakfast before training and then get a post training shake and then go to lunch and then eat a snack and then eat another snack and then eat dinner and then eat another snack. So it was just like way too much. And then I was lifting and I like got really like bulked up kind of, and it was not great for my game. And I think that was the first time that I was like, okay, I need to figure out what works for me and and my body. And Um, my sport and so after that I really started to focus on um, just like listening to my body obviously still taking my recovery seriously but not um, essentially training and eating like a football player so (laughs) that was good Um, but yeah I would say ever since then just kind of that adjustment really helped me um, become more serious about um, just what it takes And, and again it's all about the game it's not about you know, looks or anything like that. It's just, yeah, what I need to eat and do to um, train and play at the highest level. Do you guys have any funny stories about anything in general you want to talk about? But like, I was just thinking of um, like the two of you, like out walking your dogs or something in the community and people recognize or just be like, hey, it's the, it's the, you know, two players from the Houston Nash or like, you have any stories like that or, or just get coffee or whatever? Um, so yeah, we, our first year we lived in Pearland. Um, it's just South of like uh, our stadium and stuff. And it's kind of 
a more of the suburb community and there was a gas station called Bucky's. I don't know if you guys know what Bucky's is, but it's like a big Texas thing. And so we had never heard of it. And then we started going to Bucky's like all the time. And um, the lady who worked the register was like, do you guys play for the dash? And we were like, I think we would always come in with our, that's a lie. She, she didn't recognize us because of what we looked like. It was just, we were wearing our, our practice uniforms all the time. And so she was like, oh, you guys play for the dash. But um, she became our friend after that. And we would always go say hi to her. But um, mostly when we walk our dogs, I'd say people don't even like care about us. They just like to pet our dogs and say hi to our dogs. Um, so that's kind, of, that's kind of embarrassing but but yeah i mean I would dogs are the like, ultimate yeah Sorry. exactly and we have we have pretty cute dogs like they're they're cute little pups but um yeah i mean i would say like recently it hasn't happened as much because obviously we're not running around in public places all the time um but but yeah there there's like sometimes where it'll come up but we're not like as cool yet so <laughs> we're getting there okay. we're getting, there. We're getting went, there yeah i went over one time like this is a sidebar but i went over one time to watch jake play when he was in ireland and i was in the city of galway and i went to the hotel i was staying at they didn't even know about the team he was on which has been there for like <laughs> 50 to 100 years and it's right in the city and it's a small oh, that's so sad <laughs> right, Dave thanks for the story really, really appreciate it <laughs> hey you know that's happened to us way too many times people in the past have been like oh we have a women's team like I mean sadly that's the reality yeah, so but I don't think it's that bad anymore stadium and watch me play I'm yeah <laughs> I mean, with, with all the with all the people that don't know about you or about any professional athlete, there's also the plenty that do. Uh, with all the little little girls, little boys, like little yeah. kids, inspiring. So, do you have any besides the the one cancer patient that we spoke about earlier? Do you have any of the stories where you like really felt engaged with the community and were helping out? Maybe you coach or, or something along those lines. Yeah, um, I have a couple of things. One, this is not the Houston community, but I, I believe it was this year on Twitter, there was a little girl and she's from Kansas City, which is the area I'm from. Um, and for her like kindergarten project, they had to pick um, a person that like they look up to or something and she picked me and I was like oh my gosh I think they're like Nebraska fans and um obviously from Kansas City so they like follow the dash now but I was like that was heartwarming um and there was a little video of her but it was so cute um and then yes I do this off season I coach at a local high school I assistant coach um and it's Episcopal High School and um, we're three and oh, the girls have been killing it. So that's been really good. Um, but yeah, so just working with them has been so fun. Um, and they're kind of in a similar situation to what we were in where, you know, their season wasn't guaranteed. And I mean, even now they, we have to be really careful obviously um, to stay healthy and um, follow all the guidelines, but um, yeah, they're, they're making the most of every game they have, every practice. And I think that um, it's cool because a lot of them play for the Dash Academy. So they obviously know the Houston Dash. So that's kind of fun for me, um, just having them to work with. And, you know, they look up to our team and hopefully to me. So um, it's, it's been really cool working with them. Can you just talk a little bit about um... – I'm just looking here now. So you were in Australia at Melbourne, and you know you're in the so you're in Australia, and just talk a little bit about that experience. But also, I noticed that Veronica was on another team, so you guys weren't roommates, right? And no. I'm guessing you played against each other. Okay, let's chat about it. Um... Veronica, you can get on screen. There's gotta be a good Veronica story. can come on. We can have a guest. No, I don't want her to come on. She's not invited. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so... about Haley. You tell your story. I'll tell my side of the story. Um, no, yeah, going to Australia was a dream. I mean, I had never obviously played um, outside of the country, and I, I didn't really know what to expect. And so getting there, and um, luckily I knew my fellow teammate, Darian Jenkins. She was also on the team, and I knew her briefly. Um, so I was like, okay, at least I have one friend that I kind of know. Um, but yeah, Australia's beautiful. It's amazing. Melbourne, the city's so cool. Um, and then the team itself was like the best situation I could have asked for. The girls um, were so welcoming and um, the head coach, Jeff, was awesome. Um, just the best experience I could have asked for. And, and we actually... Did, did really well. So um, we started off the season and, and we had kind of a, a tough first few games. Um, but then as the season went on, we found ourselves in second place. And so going into um, the final two games of regular season, we, you know, needed a big win. And that's when we played Sydney FC which was Veronica's team and obviously (laughs) I wanted Veronica to do well she was coming off of an injury and you know she was playing really well and they were kind of like the big dogs like the the team that you wanted to beat and then we smoked them 3-0 or 3-1 3-1 but it was kind of like a last minute goal but yeah so we smoked them 3-1 what'd you say consolation goal Oh yeah, yeah. I it was a great goal, but um, just kind of a late one. Didn't really matter. Um, so then we're, we we find ourselves in did, second did Veronica, place. Did Veronica score it? No, wait for it. She wishes. Uh, <laughs> wishes. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but but yeah. So we we're in second place. We get the home semifinal <laughs> against Sydney FC. We're like, we got this, we got this, we're fine. And then the game rolls around. And to be fair, we, it was one of those where we literally should have scored 10 seconds before. And then they run down the field, encounter us, and Veronica scores the goal. And I was fuming. I was like, you are freaking kidding me. Of course she would score it, and I was so mad. And then the second half, we absolutely dominate them. They're just, like, on their heels. You know, we should have had at least two or three goals, and we just didn't put anything away. And then they won. And the worst part was that after the game, I'm so mad. And then Veronica, like, trots over. She's like, hey, how are you? I just wanted to say hey. I'm like... Get out of my face. I don't want to s- say hi to you right now at all. Any curse words exchanged? No, no. Oh, you didn't tell her F off? I would never. It's like once <laughs> once we're talking, I'm like, okay, it's fine. But like, I'm like, no way she is coming over here to say hi to me. And then she does. And I have to like act nice. I was so annoyed. So. But so she, yeah. She's got some bragging rights now. But... Uh, we've done our research, and Veronica's team did not win the final. They so. didn't win the final. So neither, so really, the final. neither team won, so really no one has bragging yeah. rights. No, no one won the final. It doesn't guys, even matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, yeah. Matter, it matters a small bit. But, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, guys. That, I mean, that's fun. Like, especially when you have – it's always fun when you're playing friends, but especially when you have your Houston Dash teammate – and you guys yeah. obviously have played together now for three seasons, and it's it's mm-hmm. probably fun going over. Would you go over again, um, barring uh, life and, and the pandemic and all that? I but just, if I you just had a Starbucks delivery from Mrs. Harris. No, I definitely would go back. Um, it's it's such a cool culture, and again, kind of like what I spoke on earlier with girls going overseas this season and just needing more games I think it's such a great opportunity to just get more experience and so that was a huge incentive for me going over after my second season in the league um 
but again, I, I don't know um, what our league is going to turn into um, because in the past it's been a longer off season and that's allowed girls to go over and play in that league. But now I think we're looking to move to a longer season. And so um, if that's the case, then I, I'm not sure what will happen in the future. It'll be interesting to see. <clears throat> One thing I was, uh, that's come up recently, I just just generally like to get your thoughts on, and we're going to go back then maybe to focus more on your career, but just women's soccer topic is um, it seems like there's reports coming out that Utah are moving to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that just kind of ties it, you know, just kind of all of a sudden, boom, you know, now you're from Kansas, so maybe it's a little bit closer to your, your neck of the woods as far as where you came from, but like it just typifies sort of like how quickly things change within major changes within women's soccer, you know, everybody's got to alter their life and all these other things. And that's happened throughout soccer's, you know, women's soccer history in the U S. So just without even going into that too much detail, but just thoughts of like, you know, what if Houston dash were like, Oh, by the way, we're open to, you know, parts unknown, you know, uh, hopefully it's, you know, someplace really nice, but uh, yeah. so like, what, what are your thoughts on like what those, you know, what those women are going through and, and you know, I, you know, what are your thoughts on it in general? Yeah, um, I think it's extremely, it, it's just, it's tough because like you said, their lives have been in this one place for a number of years and now to be, yeah, just uprooted and you don't really have a say in it. Um, that's a really, really tough place to be. But at the same time, I think that most of us know that it's going to take a lot of sacrifice to get this league where we want it to be. Um, and so that hopefully one day we won't have to do these things and um, have to make these big changes. And Um, I mean, I feel for those women right now, especially the ones with families and the ones who, again, have uprooted their lives. But um, we just have to trust that our best interest lies with the people making those decisions and um, that hopefully in the long run, it'll be um, a good, a good decision for the greater good. (laughs) Yeah, because like the majority of you, uh, you know, without getting too specific, but the majority of I know, like, the salary isn't, like, huge, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, some of you, if you're married, you know, uh, partners, and then jobs, mm-hmm. and that all plays such a huge factor, and, you know, like, some of the players, I you know, that are younger, like, that might stay in college for another year instead of going mm-hmm. pro, because it makes more sense to get to the degree, you know, the financially, mm-hmm. you know, the salary wouldn't be worth, you know, college degree and everything, so it's just, huge like considerations and lifestyle things and um you know maybe um i guess maybe now be a good time if you don't mind talking a little bit about college in in nebraska now one of the things i'm curious about with um i've coached a few teams with uh like women's u23 teams and so a lot of the players are you know i'm really impressed by how focused they are on career but for a person like yourself who's focused on I want to try and be a professional player how does that factor in when you're playing in college ball and the other the other players are are serious but they're they're not they don't have the same aspirations yeah I think um it's hard especially for I would say majority of the girls who do end up making a career out of playing in the NWSL I think that a lot of us um not that it wasn't an intentional decision but there's such a small opportunity window I mean now we have 10 teams but um you know 40 girls get drafted and then of those 40 a handful of them make the roster and then going forward how many of those girls actually make a significant impact um you know, it's just, it's just such a small number. And so I think that is tough when you're starting out because I know personally, after my first year, I was like, am I going to be a player who 
this was like kind of a one and done for me or am I gonna continue to kind of push through and um commit to this and so I think um that's that's a really tough place to be in like you said um you know I, I have a college degree and I could be using it elsewhere um probably making more money and um kind of starting out my life in that regard but um it just for me personally it comes back to um I have my entire life to use my degree and do whatever else I want to do um and I only have this short amount of time that my body will allow me to play the game that I love and so even if it's not always super glamorous or um super fun which I I love it and it is fun um a lot of the time for me but but it's just so worth it um in that regard for me personally but I think that you just have to kind of find that out for yourself and um yeah just recognize what you're willing to sacrifice for well, how um, hard was it for you at Nebraska when maybe some of the teammates weren't as focused on that for you like to, um, to focus on it it, I wouldn't say it was hard at all because they were all so stoked for me. Like they thought it was the coolest thing ever that I was going to get to go and like have this opportunity. And so I felt extremely supported. Um, and, and you almost, yeah, you kind of feel like you're all that. You're like, oh, I've arrived. And then you get to training camp and you're like, nope, like I am bottom of the food chain. Like this is not, you know, maybe what I had envisioned but um I would yeah yeah but I would I would say that um I mean yeah it's hard in the sense of like you don't really have anyone to train with like you're kind of the only one still pushing but um on the flip side it's it's kind of I don't know you just gain all this confidence from the people around you supporting you and excited for you how is that so we, when we spoke to Ashley Hatch, she was, she was the second pick in whatever. She may have been the same year as you. Um, and she said she didn't get signed for a month um, with the courage. Yeah. Uh, so you were, you were the seventh pick. Yes. How long, how long did it take you? Well, so that was the year we had. Can you make them stop? Sorry. Hey, our dogs are making so much noise. I'm so sorry. It's no, okay. No, it's cool. it's atmosphere. You can, you can throw him in my room. <laughs> I'm the worst dog mom ever but um but yeah so seventh pick Ashley was the year before me um because I remember watching her when she had a rookie season and did really well but um yeah seventh pick and that was the year that we had a new coach Vera Powell and um that was her first year coaching in the league and so I didn't know how anything worked. And then I feel like she kind of just did her own thing too. Like she didn't really know what the standard was. Um, and luckily I had some coach, Hugh Williams, he was my club coach. And um, so I kind of went to him for guidance. I was like, if I haven't gotten a contract yet, like does that mean I'm not gonna make the team? Cause it was like a week before our first game that all of the rookies who got signed got a contract. So like, that was terrifying. We were like, okay, well, we, we didn't make the team. But um, yeah, so I would say probably at least a month or two. I forget how long preseason was, but yeah, you had to, you had to work for that thing, which rightfully so. But um, yeah, definitely didn't have any handouts there. So yeah, we, we touched a little just really quick on the transition from college to the pro game and and you, you know you had to wait a little bit for your contract but you must have handled that adjustment fairly well because that's you know that's when you were called up to the national team 2018 yeah. right so maybe just can you talk a little bit about that experience of being called the national team and your experience in that environment yeah um i mean obviously it was one of the greatest honors and experiences that I've had but I also go back and at first I didn't really share this with a lot of people um but 
I go back and that was actually a really, really tough time because you're, you're coming into a new environment on a new team um, and trying to prove yourself on the dash and trying to, you know, earn a starting spot and prove that you have earned it. And then to get the call up, um, I mean, obviously I was thrilled and shocked, but, but I, it was hard for me because I, not that I didn't feel like I'd earned it, but I don't know. I just, it was like just so much happening all at one time. And I, and I wanted maybe a little more time to prove myself in the league before I got that kind of an opportunity. Um, but I would say once I kind of decided, okay, I'm going to, you know, go into this and make the most of this and um, just kind of do what I've been doing because that whole year prior, um, I guess I'll kind of dive into this story a little bit, but at Nebraska, I I didn't really know that I was going to get looks for um, the the league. Um, I had never been called up to a, 23 camp so like a youth camp um and then that year I got called up to two uh U23 camps and that was after my senior season was over so it was kind of like okay I had the mindset of I'm going to go in and like probably not get drafted go in and like try out on a team and like hopefully join a team and earn a contract and then um it started to look a little bit different for me after those camps and um, BJ Snow, who was the coach for both of the national team camps, he gave me a call after the second camp and he was like, I just wanna let you know, like you really impressed us and you were the best player at camp and like, you're not gonna last past the first round of the draft. And I was like, uh, like it just all this crazy, like <laughs> whirlwind all my hard work had paid off in, in a big way. Um, and so to, yeah, be drafted and then try to prove myself and then going into national team camp, it was, it was all just a whirlwind, but in the best way. Um, and then in camp, um, I was an alternate. So um, Julie Ertz wasn't at that camp. She was injured. And so I went in and I was like, my goal is to, work my butt off and not take away from the training environment and just like give a good um, showing of myself. And by um, the last game against Mexico, Jill was like, you've earned it. Like, we're going to put you in this game. And then for that game, um, I was expecting maybe like five minutes at the end of the game, you know, kind of like, you know, you get your shot and we had an injury and I, and I went in at like the, 20th minute or something so I got significant minutes in my first cap which was awesome um and I got to do that in front of my um home crowd in Houston so all in all just a really great um experience and yeah I haven't been back since but I don't think that that's out of the question at all I mean Christy is obviously a great example of you just keep you put your head down you keep working and um, good things happen. So, yeah. Have you gotten any feedback from any of the coaches, like at the national team level, as far as like what they need to see from you in order to get you in, back into the national team picture? Yeah. So, um, kind of like what we spoke on earlier about the right back position. Um, and I mean, even in the sixth position, if that's um, where I play in the future, um, just just being a little bit more attacking minded. I've I've always been super confident in my defensive ability. And so right back was kind of a sweet spot for me. And so now just working on like my final, my final ball and being a little bit more ruthless and the final third, um, that is kind of what they want to see from me. And just thinking like being more forward thinking, I would say is like the feedback that um, I've gotten from, from that level. So, yeah. <laughs> Going back to your, your earlier point, uh, just about like, you didn't necessarily feel you had earned it yet. And like, or you were just too, too new in the league. I actually think it's something, I don't know if you agree, would agree with this. I feel like it's something Jill Ellis and 
uh, with, uh, Vlad, Vladimir, whatever his name is uh, now, I can't say his name. Um, the two the national team coaches, uh, I think they do it on purpose. I think they bring mm-hmm. in like these either college girls or rookies or early on girls. They think like maybe four or five years down the line, maybe maybe fewer, and they mm-hmm. want to give them a taste of the camp and they give right. them they give them a cap and they know that maybe they're not quite going to be a starter or they're not going to be a consistent member of the camp yet, but they give mm-hmm. them that taste. And I think it, it, it motivates them to work harder. Yeah. Just from, no. from speaking to the guests that we've had, I feel like Sophia has had that. Mm-hmm. Ashley's had that. And you've had that. And it's all mm-hmm. kind of the same. It's like Ronaldo Patrick. too, Jake. Who's that? Ronaldo too. Ronaldo? Yeah, you remember Paul Bravo's story when Ronaldo was 17. Brazil would bring him to the World Cup for the experience. That, that's true. That's true. Ronaldo they brought, is a they brought example. Haley to the World Cup for the I'm, for the I'm like Ronaldo. Thank you. <laughs> that Ronaldo is a, he was known as like a, a phenom. I, I'm sorry. I don't think you guys are quite phenoms, but yes, I, I see your, I see your point. Well, yeah. Haley, Haley's like Pele. You know, she's, she's part of the national team for the experience. Yeah, I'd like that, to that, think so. No, that's <laughs> it's but, but I mean, traditionally done in soccer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's great for you guys, and I, I think it's it helps a lot of the girls that they get that experience and they're motivated and they improve more than they would have improved if they hadn't gone to the camp, just seen the level, seen whoever at that position. If it's Alex Morgan, if it's Julie Ertz for you, or whoever it is, and they can kind of be inspired by their work ethic, their mm-hmm. just how the camp is run in terms of the attention to detail and. Did you learn anything from that camp that you've, aside from just hard work, um, how, how professional everybody is, did you, anything you picked up? Yeah, I mean, um, just, I would say, again, I, I wasn't during that time, Julia Ertz wasn't at the camp, um, but I mean, just from everyone, it's like, you, it's such a competitive environment and and not in a sense of like, yeah just go 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 like bodies are slam it's just like everybody is so um focused and and yeah like again my goal was to not take away from the training environment because it's it's so just attention to detail and I mean you guys know how the U.S. plays it's it's just they're physical they're fast they're refined in everything they do and so um I would say just so much is asked of you at that camp um, and at that level. And so that's really what I took away is like, no one is, has arrived or feel it feels like they've arrived. Like when you get into that environment, you're, you're constantly asked for more. And I think that's why obviously we're so successful um, as a country. Um, So yeah, that's what I took away and try to implement in um, my training and, my game and as as a team as the dash now I think that we're kind of moving in that direction and that's showed um on the field if you had had Veronica with you at the national team camp would that have helped to have no. you with you? It? <laughs> no. no it's it, it wouldn't have helped it would have like it would have put me a little bit more at ease and then I you know it's like you almost I don't know. I, I think Carly Lloyd said, said it in a recent podcast, but like you have to elevate. So like when you're in that environment and you're uncomfortable and, and you're, you know, out of your comfort zone, you, you elevate. And um, so that's kind of, I think what I did and, and it was positive, but no, I mean, it would have been great if she was there. I'm not trying to like bash that or anything. But... I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who did yeah. you get stuck with as a roommate <laughs> i was with i was with jane actually um jane campbell so she she was my dash teammate at the time and still is so if, if I you had, had veronica you would have started the mexico game for sure yeah really really <laughs> <laughs> would have been would have looked a lot different <laughs> amazing would have had five caps by now you know yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, well, Haley, thank you so much. The last thing we ask our guests, um, it's not a surprise question, it's something crazy. Um, where do you see your side? Have you re-signed with the Dash? Are you back for 2021? Yes, yes, I'll be back for the Dash. Okay, so what are what do you think the next year, the next five years, how do you see your 
next couple of years playing out for you? Yeah, um, I think that this upcoming year with the Dash, I think um, we're going to have a successful year. I think um, personally, hopefully I will be playing at the right back position. That's my hope. And that um, maybe after the Olympics, I can get um, a few looks with either this year or the coming years. Um, just, yeah, continuing to put my head down and work and, and show that in the league and then that will hopefully bring good things. But yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, I think that not only the Dash, but just our league is headed in a really positive direction. So it'll be fun to be a part of. If you don't mind, I just have one, one question. Um, yeah. Just going back um, to when you were drafted now, um, if you hadn't, if things had changed different and you hadn't been drafted or if NWSL, wasn't an option for you, would you have gone to Europe or somewhere else to play? Or would you have probably mm. just chosen career? Mm, that's a really good question. I think at the time, I definitely would have pursued an overseas career, but I don't know if it would have had any longevity at all. Like, I, I think that... Um, I mean, depend. That's that's my thought. That's my assumption. Um, but I, I think that I would have pursued that, and then potentially, I don't know which way it would have gone. It, it maybe could have been great, but um, I know that yeah, it's it was huge that I was able to stay fairly close to, you know, fairly close to home and and have this league it's just it's really important i think to continue to grow the game at every level if if manchester united women's or whatever insert european top club were to come in and say you know Haley, we want you to come over you know here's an offer is that something you would be interested in you know um, possibly exploring yeah i mean i think regardless of whether they and they would be willing to take veronica too <laughs> they can leave they can leave veronica as long as i can bring my dog um <laughs> but no i think at this point um kind of like i mentioned earlier it's like once you've decided you're gonna be this is gonna be your life and you're gonna commit to this um game for however long you can it's kind of like you take every opportunity you can to get better and to um you know, get more exposure and give a good account for yourself. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely something that I would potentially be interested in, but I don't have any desire to um, leave the league or specifically yeah. the Dash. I'm, I'm really happy with, again, how things are moving with us. But, but yeah, I mean, any opportunity that's positive is definitely... I'm open to big <laughs> big club like that. I mean, it's yeah, it's hard, exactly. It's hard for a top player to say no. You know, exactly. Like, you're gonna want to definitely, and I think everybody needs to would understand. You know, yeah. Supporters right. would probably be a little disappointed, but you know, yeah, you get, it. get some so, hate mail. And then, <laughs> you know, if Veronica's going too. It's like, how can yeah, then then it'd be fine. Everyone would understand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh thank God. you so much for being yeah. uh, willing to spend the time with us here today and uh is there anything you want to plug I, I see that you do the cameo appearances is that something oh my gosh yeah if you want to hit me up on cameo i'm on there um i i don't even know what my username is just Haley hansen um instagram is hey hansen and then twitter i'm not even good on twitter oh veronica wants me to plug her instagram as well what is your instagram sure. Veronica Latsko, that doesn't help anybody. Okay, but yeah, go follow us. Veronica, Houston Dash, NWSL. Yeah, well, Houston Dash. Considering Veronica made more appearances, guest appearances than anyone on this show today, we'll give her we're, we'll give her a plug on our main Instagram as well, uh, so people can figure out how to spell her last name. Let's go, whatever it is. You're welcome. They have to come on the show now and give us the other half, the other side. Of the, <laughs> <laughs> the next women's player, uh, female women's player guest. Oh, jeez. We're going to book it with Paloma. Oh, Paloma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Paloma. Shout out Paloma. <laughs> <laughs> really, really nice woman. Really she is. Me. She's lovely. We really, yeah. we're lucky to have her. Definitely. We are too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you guys it's so much. It's not easy getting really women, women NWSL players to come on. It, it, you would be surprised. Really? Yeah. It's it, Well, it's not that it's not easy. I think it's like some of them, like Paloma, are great. Others, like, it's just like, you know, everybody's done for the season. Go away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, I know Veronica has a lot of free time, so if you want her to be your next guest. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk to Paloma and book it, but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do it officially. <laughs> Veronica, Veronica, we just need 10 minutes to do a little bit of research on you, and then we're ready at 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, just I'll just leave the camera on and you can jump on. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Uh, thank you so much, Haley, for your time and Veronica for, for entertaining us all. Um, until and next time, Dave. What's that? The dogs, too. Shout out to uh, the dogs. Well, the dogs yeah. were, I, yeah, they were they were a little loud, but a uh, little, little crowd noise. <laughs> I, like I know. Little crowd noise is always good. Um, but until next time, Dave, I'm the athlete. I'm the advocate. And we, and we are, are aristocrats. <laughs>